And we're back! This is episode 178 of G.I. Joburg. What? My name is Steve, and I'm joined by my good personal allies in the trenches of G.I. Joe. Sound off, boys. You have one pole, and uh... Uh, Bart's here. Burns. Oh, I stepped on you. Start over. Go for it. <laughs> nah, I'll just say Bart's here. Bart's on the East Coast, right? Yes, sir. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. There it is. And is an honorary member of G.I. Joeberg. Bart has been our man on the spot at JoeFest 2020. Oh, my word. In the face of adversity, this event went down, and we had our man gather some excellent footage and interviews, which you can all check out on our G.I. Joeberg YouTube channel if you're so inclined. But if uh, podcasts are your thing, we're going to conduct an interview with our correspondent in this very episode. Hector Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 20 questions with Bart Simon. Uh, gentlemen, it's been too long. Anyone got any news? I'm sure we're all overflowing at this point. All the cool shit is happening at the moment. Uh, aside from, you know, the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> I am busy conducting uh, a review and a deep dive of the first wave of G.I. Joe classified figures, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I definitely gave myself some time to play with them first, uh, really get into the nitty gritties. Uh, you know, I've been quite, I've been scrutinizing them. I've been quite mean on them in some regards, but I've really been having a lot of fun with these toys. And I don't want to spoil too much because I want to save it all for the deep dive. Uh, which should be hitting around the time that you hear this podcast, actually. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> May I just hang a lantern on the fact that it is astounding to me how quickly they got to you in the, right? in the final analysis. Mm. Like, folks stateside have been waiting weeks for Amazon orders to come through. Yeah, me too. Yours came through in a matter of days. It's to crazy. Africa. Like a week. <laughs> it took a week to get to me. And then, like, I was meant to get two others because I was very lucky and managed to get a pre-order on the Storm Shadow and I got a gung-ho. And they were meant to arrive on Thursday. And then on Thursday, uh, Amazon actually sent me an email to say, oh, uh, would you accept uh, a later delivery of these? So I was like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then it I got like the it same scheduled thing. For... Right? And then it looked like it was scheduled for, for the beginning or for the end of October or middle of October, and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to really have to wait for that. And then, not too long after that, I got another email to say, your, go uh, your, your order is on the way. So I look it up, and I'm like, oh, it's gung-ho. And then I see Storm Shadows in tow. So, yeah, we've got something special planned for that. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a live unboxing. I'm actually going to open up the... I'll keep them in the mailers, in the Amazon mailers. So we'll open them up from the brown box through to the actual... Figure, so that could be fun. Well, I'm glad you got mailers. Uh, I think friend of the show, Robert, uh, he had them arrive. Oh, no, ah, it was Joe Slepsky. Yeah, man. He had uh, them arrive in like just like a brown bag. <laughs> and they were oh, yeah. bent and kinked. Damn, man. Poor guy. I've had mine come both ways. What is up, Amazon? I guess they're just too big for their own good. There's no internal consistency. And some yeah. people think, Nobody oh, it's, al a, uh... it's already in a box. Let's just, you know, put some brown paper on it. <laughs> the toy is perfectly <laughs> fine. Nobody really keeps the boxes anyways. This is kid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then, unfortunately, Bart has been my mule lately for action figures. 
like yeah so he helped me get a few uh gi joes and they all been like pulling up at his house when i say all it's not that many it's like a handful but uh we're just waiting for that little gap uh to send them through and i'm probably going to use like a forwarding service like a my us or something like that because their their rates are also like 30 dollars um to get it into south africa and uh then we also have some other cool stuff to talk about on the show i don't want to spoil anything here and um yeah which is pretty exciting so i mean that's pretty much news for me for now yeah how's things been going in australia have the koalas been leaving you alone mm-hmm. well it's a good thing bots on the show because i received a care package from the man mm-hmm. he sent me an mre Thanks to the works <laughs> of Larry Harmer, I know exactly what that is. It's a meal ready, meal to, eat. ready to eat. And <laughs> much better than the old crummy sea rats. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm quoting recoil or ambush on that. But anyways, wonderful, wonderful surprise, Bot. I had no idea what you were sending me. Uh, you were very tight-lipped about it. Got it in the yep. mail, and I was like, what? So <laughs> I've been dying to do a an actual taste test of this thing uh, for the channel. But the day that I'd picked out, the lighting was perfect. I was hungry as all hell. Uh, I had a good hair day. That's pretty rare these days. And (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I took about half an hour to snap off some, you know, something to use for the YouTube thumbnail. It's always a necessary thing to think about. But uh, in that half an hour, I should have perhaps just rolled the damn video because... In strolls Kim, just as I'm about to sit down to tuck into this MRE, and she's of course brought hot, fresh takeout. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> thwarted by delicious Japanese food. <laughs> but the MRE will have its day. Uh, perhaps even today, I'll forego the traditional Sunday braai, or South African barbecue, and uh, tuck into some, some army rations. Woohoo! <laughs> I got one of those as a birthday gift once, actually. Well, it was a few years ago. I got a, uh, I got a local a local ration pack and uh, an American MRE pack. Oh wow! Okay. Cool. Did you did you eat it? I did actually. Yeah, wow. I did. Uh, I was quite surprised did you to eat find all a, of it. Uh, I ate a lot of it. I got to say that Patty oh. is a bit crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that like me- fussy eater in the flesh. I'm very skeptical as to how much of it you consume. No, dude. That meat thing was, that was, that was special. Well, there's wow. different flavors to that. I forget what I sent you, but uh, I think it, it was one of the better ones I had. Southwest style beef, black bean yeah. with sauce. Yeah, uh, that's not bad. It sounds I got American delicious. hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> what, with a bun? How does that keep? No, it is just a patty. It's just called, as, as I call it, an American hamburger with, Amer- with hamburger sauce or something. Oh, <laughs> It's like a Salisbury steak. Well, yeah. I look forward to reporting back to all of you because, as I say, it looks delicious. I just need to bloody well clear out my my meal schedule, it seems. But the <laughs> hits don't stop there. I got a great package from Mr. Creech, my main man who uh, has also been my mule. Um, a great collection point for stuff that I've wanted to get on eBay, but uh, the sellers don't don't ship outside of the U.S., Sons of bitches. Ah, oh, man, you know, damn it. It's yeah. very tantalizing. Yeah, but you get stuff shipped from down the street and it costs four times as much. So what are you going to do? Hilarious. But gentlemen, <laughs> I have a swivel arm Scarlet for the first time in my life. Oh, cool. Wonderful. Her crotch was hanging on by a thread, but I did the old <laughs> toy polloi trick. 
a G thread. <laughs> yeah, bro. Exactly. She, she she likes the ass floss. Her O ring was a little uh, loose. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> that unitard really rides up. Anyways, uh, she she needed a bit of reinforcements, and uh, Toy Poloi kind of pointed me in the direction of corn flour. So you mm. put in a drop of super glue on the hairline crack, and that kind of mm-hmm. gives it uh, some tack. And then you use corn flour because it's so fine as a filler. And then you put mm-hmm. a little bit of super glue over the top of that, and it just binds the corn flour to make, to, you know, make almost like a plastic weld. It's better than plastic. Wow, it's, it's yeah, super tough. Yeah, you can tough. use talcum powder too. Yeah, Works the same yeah, way. Yeah. fantastic. So she's looking very respectable. I also did a trick that Paul instructed me in, disassembling the lower legs to just give them a a light sanding, very light, more of a buff, because the mold release, the part that the the lower leg attached to the plastic injection sort of tree, it leaves a little bit of a nub. And if left unsanded... If you try and get a 90-degree bend in those old figures, it could crack the thigh. Mm-hmm. And it has done yeah. so on a Steeler figure of mine. Uh, so I, 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 I've I, gotten her pretty ship-shape. She is battle-ready. She also needed a new right. O-ring. The seller, I'm sure, replaced her O-ring with the wrong size, hence the stressed crotch. So all very nice and well. She t- takes great pictures, and she feels very tight in hand. But uh, you try and move her head. You try and move her head to the right, and oh, you're encountering some resistance because the damn O-ring's too thick. I'm surprised that mm. cross didn't fly off completely. Anyways, I've dwelt on Scarlet long enough. A stun was in that package, and that mm. was not something that I'd ordered myself. That was gratis for the channel from Mr. Creech. I thank you, sir. He not only got us a stun, but a stun in immaculate condition with some repro parts for the flags the flags were included they were broken all very fine and well to find unbroken flags is like hen's teeth these days but nice that they came with it anyways and i can report that the repro parts are superior man they're far more Mm. hardy so and and they're also unmistakable they have kind of a roughness to the texture on the actual flag parts so it should even show up in photographs that these are reproductions so hopefully no one in future, long after I'm dead, <laughs> and my toys are sold in execution, hopefully, and not uh, just thrown into a scrap heap, uh, no one will be fooled. But, hey, who knows? Yeah. Hey, I'm a little green about that one. I'm not going to lie. Because, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I like the stun. I think the stun is a cool vehicle. And uh, Greg Crocod graciously gave me one when we were there for Joe Fest. And, I mean, for JoeCon. And, uh, yeah, I've been meaning to get flags and guns and, and covers and hubcaps and, yeah. Well, I've got, I got a to spare say, when I saw gun, yours. I've got a spare re- oh, cool. reproduction gun. So that base of yours is covered when eventually we meet up in 2023. I did yeah. not like the stun. I, I did not like much about it to begin with. It, uh, it seemed oversized for its purpose. It had an awkward design. It had a split apart feature, which, to my mind, would just make this thing so radically unstable, it would basically just immediately go into a roll. But I have come around because I love me some practical toys, and this one with its rubber tires is very, very practical for just speeding around the carpet, the tiles, the concrete outside, or even the beach. They're big, chunky, they have ostentatious cobra 
hubcaps. I mean, yeah. crazy. That is just <laughs> such a that's such a pimp thing to do. So functionless. It's just pure form over function. Beautiful. Now, do you use the foot pegs on the back? No, I do not. That's suicide. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, when I was a kid, it's just way too many dudes standing there awkwardly. Look, it's nice <laughs> that something like the stun, at least when it's moving at slower speeds, you can kind of laden with troops. But once that thing kicks into high gear, I mean, it is <laughs> it is Cobra's answer to the ore striker. It's not meant to be armored. It's not yeah. meant to have a lot of staying power, be able to withstand hits. It's literally a quick strike or recon vehicle, and it packs a lot of punch for its purpose. That and the fact that Cobra just wouldn't look right with a repainted ore striker. Like, there's something Wait. about using the off-the-wall tricycle designs that screams Cobra. Like, Cobra needs something that looks completely at odds with practical military hardware. A, a typical dune buggy just wouldn't look right. The stun does. So, two thumbs up, man. This thing definitely fulfills its niche. Something I used to do with that is, you know, the, the two front turns, there's an empty space behind the seats because the seats mm -hmm. elevate. Yes. I used to put guys in behind that as like a back seat to those front seats. <laughs> just don't wow, recline dude. too far yeah it'll be like being in a you know small um city car and the, the person in the front seat decides to recline all the way and you're like, <laughs> I, like I, can't, I can't imagine yeah i can't imagine you squeezing too many uh small size cars but certainly not the back seat <laughs> i'll tell you you can you fit uh, a guy behind there real easy or i used to put all their gear back there like the backpacks mm. and stuff and everything it would hold it just perfect nice but do you find, um, and for both of you guys, did you were you surprised at how playable the stun is? Like how fun it is to actually play with? Uh, when I was a kid, yes. But like that front wheel being kicked up at like a weird angle always bothered me. I always thought it should be like more leveled out. Uh, it yeah. would make it sit lower, but to me, just like visually, it would look better. Yeah, if it was cruising the city streets, Bart, I'd, I totally yeah. agree with you. Um, you remember the, the slingshot craze of a few years ago? Certainly on our trip through the United States, when we hit New York, those like tricycle, you know, street cars mm. were, were all the rage. And they were doing like tours, <laughs> city tours of them, um, all the time. Like, okay, that's, that's the, tr that's, basically the stun in reverse mm -hmm. but uh i don't know there's got to be some merits to that design but if you made it lower it would snag a lot more like it's got fantastic clearance as it as it stands and that's because it has that arched um clearance the only yeah. problem with the clearance is you've got bloody fred flintstone hanging off the back of his feet <laughs> dragging yeah, dragging up the back like that is just he's a pure bitch lunacy. to get in there too well, I don't know. I've got nimble fingers, brother. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I, I did playtest this thing the first weekend that I had it. And uh, anytime you go up a slope, he's going to mm -hmm. knock his, his feet off, basically. And every anytime you descend a slope and then hit the level ground, uh, he's going to also. Similarly, like, you know, on a toy level, you're going to chip the paint. On a, a human level, you're going to amputate the feet. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, just put a backpack there. You'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or just, I don't know, somehow fashion it so that the seat uh, is higher up. There's got to be a custom way of, of keeping the guy, you know, because there's so much headroom. 
It's an open top vehicle. You can extend upwards yeah. as much as you like. Anyways. Well, the, the seat next to him has no seat belt or anything, so he hits that throttle. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. dude's gone. There's nothing to restrain <laughs> that guy in there. Just slide right off. Oh, well, quick deployment uh, bat action. Now, do you think that's a replacement for the Hiss? Because they, they're both high speed. They both have big cannons. Just one's a little bit more armored than the other. Mm, I don't think it's a replacement for a pre-existing vehicle type. Just like the, the Ore Striker is not, strictly speaking, a replacement for the Vamp, uh, okay. the, the, the stun fulfills a niche that exists in an almost lighter class than the Stinger. So, so it's lighter than the Hiss, lighter than... You know, Cobra's main four-wheel drive workhorse. It's it's literally Cobra Island Recon, man. And I would wager this thing, at least on the surf, is, is quicker than a, a hammerhead with uh, without any of its subs. So yeah, it's mm. definitely designed for Cobra Island. And its hull is kind of boat-like. Like, it, yeah. it strikes mm. me as a kind of vehicle that can fjord quite deep water. Just make sure you tilt those barrels up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the topic of those barrels, though, like if you had to put uh, like ride a stun behind a hiss, I'm sure you could get like those barrels to fire alongside the hiss. You know, so you, you know <laughs> what, you could have you're going to fire on either side of the hiss. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So like it could be like a you know form like super gun attachment, and then you could like ride behind the hiss, and then they like could shoot off all their guns. And Paul's then when, military. Like, um... Uh, I mean, it's ideas it's are totally informed by big mecha anime. <laughs> <laughs> Form the shoulder missiles. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, but that's exactly, dude. Exactly. No, but it's just like it just like kind of makes sense as well because then the hiss takes the brunt of the fire, and then you can like just shoot alongside it. And because the hiss can actually draw a bead uh, in a more center line, whereas the the stun sort of. Yeah, there's there's quite a window in the middle of the stun's uh, shooting <laughs> space. All right, customizers, I want to see what a hiss with a stun basically mating <laughs> with its backside looks like. Make, uh, you make know that, I got those parts. Yeah, buddy, make the <laughs> make a, a cavity in the back of the hiss so that the stun can plug its wheel right in there. <laughs> oh, gotta see that. Uh, gotta see that. Hey, listen, they tried to do it with the hiss five and that other freaking thing. I can never remember the name of that that traded vehicle that they released uh, with the uh, pursuit of Cobra. I don't know if you guys remember it. It was um, like a little. Uh, it was basically just the hiss's tracks. Uh, with a little guy sitting in between them, and oh, the gimmick yes. there is that you could at- you could attach it to the rear of the His Five. Oh, it's crazy! <laughs> so stupid. What a, I mean, the I tread ripper thing. Well, yes, that's what it was called, the tread ripper or something. Gentlemen, yeah. those days will be upon us once more. Hey, we're cruising towards a, a GI Joe movie again. So these kind of low price point, just move a vehicle to the kids kind of days may well return. What has Hasbro yeah. got up its yeah. sleeve? What do I care? I don't. I I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of do just because I've really have been enjoying the classified stuff. I don't know if I'm going to be this big collector of them, but I have been enjoying some of the offerings, but it's very hit or miss with me. I think I'm sort of coming from a place of not having enough space for them, really, and also just being really picky. I know some people aren't. 
Um, <coughs> Mr. Andrew Creech <coughs> with these five Cobra Troopers. <coughs> uh, I'm excited to falcon? see what they do with it. Have I seen your Falcon? Yeah. I made a custom Falcon. I, I think I put it on the page. I haven't seen it on the page yet. I must be honest. I haven't checked out Facebook today, really. I've uh, been spending most of the day doing other things like shooting footage for my classified deep dives and stuff and uh, doing voice work for that. And then I actually did some model kit airbrushing today for the first time in a while. So because uh, and I can talk about it openly now, but I just can't mention the IP. I'm doing uh, the prototype model for a board game. So I'm getting the model to paint up for the Baller. prototype shot. So cool. Yeah. So that's congrats. Thank you. Yeah. So that's Plus pretty some, exciting. So I just yeah. I was gonna say some jerk sent you a bunch of video files to edit too. So that's been keeping you busy. Yeah. That that has also been keeping me busy. But that's fine. We, we're very happy that that jerk did send those <laughs> videos. <laughs> so that's cool. But I. I I must have missed it, but I'm scrolling the group now. I don't see your falcon. Come on, brother. Tag me on that thread, please. I'd love to see it. I'll see if I can uh, put something on there right now. <laughs> nice. Live reveal. What's Bart been cooking in his alchemy lab? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, you really pump out the customs like no one else I know. You make efficient work of all your parts uh and and you've explained your process to us before that you really just kind of sit with what you've got and and start pulling from bins and it's it's so organic man but uh was falcon i mean surely that was something you saw from afar and you were like i can do this i'm gonna do this well i was gonna do a flint but i figured they're gonna do a flint i mean they have to he's that popular so I'm like, who else is cool that has a beret that I can use the um, Duke figure for? And I'm like, okay, I got to make a Falcon. I was like, I got a shotgun. I got everything else I need. I was like, I'm just going to do it. Nice. And did you pick the uh, the, the beret out of the beachhead pack? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you got enough beachheads to go around. Bravo. No, I only have just the one. I've been getting one to open, and that one will get customized because I like these, but I'm not like – like 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 them yeah you know precious yeah and then i have another one that i'm keeping in the box that'll go in a box in storage that if i ever want to display the actual one i have it um so i'm trying to get two of each but i currently only have one beachhead oh but i've scrolled all the way back to 3rd of september on my mobile and you've even tagged me in the post <laughs> me a call yeah because man. of the name yeah Bastard. <laughs> he looks incredible, man. Oh, anyone listening yeah, well to this done, who's dude. not uh, on Facebook, you're missing out. But I understand your reasons. Facebook is a cesspool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that Falcon. Hey, Joe incredible. reference cesspool. Hey, yeah. you're picking up what I'm putting down. Good job, brother. <laughs> I've been nice. Drinking. The neckerchief really plays well at that scale, dude. Is that actual soft goods or is it something molded? Uh, no, it's a uh, hunk of t-shirt that I painted green. Well, it fits perfectly with his, the rest of his uh, uniform. And it looks it looks soft, but not soft that it looks weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, anytime they incorporated a, a handkerchief, like Ghost Rider, at that scale, the fabric <laughs> doesn't play well. But you've... Oh, man. Dude, this is incredible. I mean, well, There's it, four-inch parts on there, too. Oh, the knife? The knife is Marauders. 
the tan pouch is from uh, Mega Blocks, like they're uh, Lego type guys. I see a hit and run uh, knife, my brother. Yeah, there's a hit and run knife there. The black pouch is Marauders. Uh, the microphone on his shoulder is just some random Joe part I forget that I painted. And uh, uh, the LBE straps are actually Star Wars from one of the Luke pilots. How they have those like um, saggy yes. like loops that go around his legs. I cut those up and I glued those down to the body uh, to simulate uh, you know the straps. Oh, cool. Well, magnificent, man. That's pretty inventive, industrious stuff. Like pulling from Star Wars, even. Incredible. Yeah. Customizers everywhere have my admiration. You guys, you pick the peanuts from poo, as Chief from Talking <laughs> Joe would say. Same <laughs> <ain't> Talking Joe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, Bart, if I, if I can give you like one piece of advice, and it's got nothing to do with Falcon at all, I'd actually just put a, I'd put like a regular Joe in one of those shots, just just so that people immediately can see that that is a six inch custom. Because uh, like when I look at the photos, it does look like a modern era figure. But that's not like a bad thing. It's just I think people would do a double take if they were like, "Wow, wait, hold on." <laughs> the one I just posted, I just threw those pictures up so you guys could see. But the one that Stephen was tagged in, it, it says six inch on it. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, no, awesome. Sorry, man. I'm just trying to help you get the, uh, get oh, the no, exposure. No, no. It deserves, yeah. <laughs> but you were mentioning some joke sending me video files that I had to edit, and uh, <laughs> I think we should get into that. That joke, ladies and gentlemen, is Bart the man himself, and he was at Joe Fest. And uh, he's going to tell us about hold it. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> but Curtis wants us to hold on. Before we step <laughs> onto the convention floor, and I'm on pace to have less lines than Fett on this podcast, but... Um, I did want to mention that in the interim, I have been wandering the earth, not unlike Kung Fu, and I did encounter a organization, and if there is any in our party that happen to be in it, I would love to be in contact. That organization is FOE, and that would be the Fraternal Order of Eagles. I'd love to get to know you guys, so if somebody's out there, uh, we'll leave my email in the details, but shall we talk conventions? Yeah, hit me with your questions. Well, you and I were both there uh, last year. That was kind of like ships passing in the night. It was We were at two different hotels and stuff, but you guys were downtown this time. Uh, I guess p paint the scene because, you know, obviously this is not 2019. Uh, how was it downtown? Uh, it wasn't too bad. Um, if you go one block up, there's like a main drag. I, I forget the name of that road, but it was just all full of bars and restaurants. So there was stuff to walk to. A short drive down the road, maybe five minutes down the road, there was other bars and restaurants and stuff. Uh, so it was real similar to last year where the hotel uh, was in like that big like mall complex kind of thing. Uh, so in that aspect, you could walk to do stuff on, on either end. Uh, this one being downtown, it was a little sketchier than last year, uh, but I had no problems with anybody. I, I had a brief conversation with a rather nice crackhead uh, on our way to Wendy's, <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. He was he was very polite, uh, didn't hit us up for money or anything. He was he was just hey, how you guys doing? How's your day going? That kind of thing. So I mean, it, I would go again in a heartbeat. Um, I had a blast. She could uh, take a picture with uh, who's the who's the statue down there? James Brown, right? Uh, James Brown, yeah. No, I didn't. Shame on you. <laughs> 
No, I'm just gonna. I, I was just gonna say, Bart Simon, uh, <laughs> Joe Fierce highlights. Uh, got uh, asked, got hassled by a crackhead. Made friends. <laughs> He's on my Facebook. <laughs> That's nuts. And the convention itself, like uh, in the video, it looks like it was quite busy. Uh, but I can't tell if that was the first day or the last day. Or uh, it feels like it was the last day because there is like a dude that's packing up. But there were still lots of toys there. Like that's that's what was quite crazy. I mean, I know with JoeCon when we first walked in on the first day, it was like you know towers of stuff, and then by the third day, it was smaller towers of stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, if you watch the video, that's like the last maybe two hours, hour and a half of the day, and you can see some empty tables. I mean, there were dudes that were just selling out. Uh, prices were on point. People were wheeling and dealing. So if you look at the video, any empty table actually had a vendor in it at one time. Wow. That's impressive. Like JoeCon, when we were there, the room that had all the toys in it for sale, if you took that room and multiplied that by like four or five, that's how big this place was. The convention floor looked wide open. It looked, it looked beautiful. Each table was spaced six feet all the way around. So had he had been able to put as many tables in as he could and tighten up the rows a little bit, uh, it would have been maddening. You got any highlight encounters? Um, I talked to the Sarge for a little bit. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, I had met him at a local con here in Pittsburgh maybe 10 years ago. And I told my wife about it, and she's like, ask him, see if he remembers. I'm like, he ain't going to remember me. You know how many people this guy sees? He's the Sarge. So she went over, and she's like, hey, do you remember my husband told him the whole story? He goes, yeah, tell him to come on over here. So I came over, and I talked to him, and I said, uh, I don't know if you've gone down at the end of the aisle, but there's uh, resin copies of an M2 Browning and an M1919. I said, those are mine. You know, If you want to hold them, take a picture or whatever, you know, you can. And he goes, oh, I'll go down there a little bit later. I said, well, you know what? I got to pick them up and uh, take them to my car on my way down. I'll bring them and show you. And um, I gave them to him to hold. And he was holding them. And he's just smiling ear to ear. And I'm like, hey, do you mind if I take a picture with you holding that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then his handler comes over to like, you know, because he's charging money for pictures. And Sarge just looks at him and goes, it's all right. <laughs> Eddie's disease. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, just meeting old vendors I had seen at other cons and stuff before, uh, bumping into friends on the floor, that kind of thing. It, for me, it was more hanging out, shooting the shit than it was buying stuff. I think I bought more stuff for customs than I did for my collection, only because everything that was there I had already had. Yeah, and you guys will probably see that on screen if you're listening to the podcast on YouTube. Uh, Bod took a little bit of footage of some of his uh, haul, and you'll see it's a lot of little baggies. Um, as you're looking at it, it's cool little baggies full of like little like things. You know, like it, it, there's very few like figures there. It's lots of little things. Um, although there's a distinct uh, John Wick there. Looks at Bod. I want well. John Wick. John- there's like it looks like three, but yeah, I mean, listen, you bought them, you'll know that you have three <laughs> or two or whatever. I think I'm just like hopeful that there's three there, but I, yeah, there's there's some John Wick stuff there, and then there's some stuff from the Kingdom uh, by Spiro Toys. Yeah, uh, I really missed out on that stuff at Joe Fest. I mean, at Joe Con, I wanted to get one of the the figures that was there, 
And I, I was like, okay, I'll come by and get one just now. And the one I wanted was gone. So I was like, ah, oh, it wasn't meant to be. But those guys do some cool stuff. Uh, it's you know, very his different. website, he always has hmm. stuff going on sale like all the time. So just keep popping in there. I also see that they've upgraded them as well. So there's like version two of some of those characters now uh, yeah. that probably have better articulation and whatnot. So that's pretty cool. And uh, Bart's got all of the prints. He bought all of the prints. If somebody was selling prints, Bart bought them. No, <laughs> all those Marauder John gave me. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, oh, that's I really got cool. The two like multi Joe prints I got as part of the VIP tickets with the uh, figures. And then oh, all yeah. the Marauders prints, we got one in the Marauder Mayhem uh, event. And then everything else, I happened to be walking by uh, Marauder's booth. I think it was Saturday night. And I was like, hey, guys, what's going on? And MJ's like, hey, do you have this? I'm like, no, I don't think so. We just got that one in, in the event last night. Or um, So as he's going through, he's like, here, have this. Here, have this. Here, take this one. This one's really cool. Have that one. And, like, gave me a copy of them all. <laughs> And I see you also got a, 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 I think it's a Rolling Thunder that you've got here as well, like a, a husk oh, of a Rolling Thunder. So that came in a big, uh, like plastic bin, and it was, yeah. this was the last half hour of the show, and I've been wanting to go buy this booth, this guy's booth, but I'm like, I'm not buying anything else for customs. I've got tons and tons of stuff in the basement, but I can't help myself, so I went and I looked. And I said, hey, how much for this battle wagon shell? And the guy was like, five bucks. I'm like, seriously? He goes, yeah, just give me five bucks. We're cool. And he hands me this little teeny tiny tub. And he said, just fill it up. The more you buy, the bigger the deal you'll get. Because I don't want to take all this stuff home. I was like, cool. Oh. So I started grabbing some stuff. And he's like, you know what? Here. And pulls out this empty bin. He said, if you fill that up, whatever you put in there, 30 bucks. I said, are you serious? <laughs> He's oh, like, yeah, mind. 30 bucks. So I just started loading the thing up. And, yeah, I wanted to keep it level with the top of the bin. I didn't want to get greedy or anything. And uh, I asked the guy, I was like, are, are you cool with this? He's like, if you want to put more in there, go ahead and put more. I was like, no, nah, really, I, I'm good. I was like, this is fine. He's like, all right, the only thing I ask is, you know, you, you give me a shout-out anytime you put a custom online. I said, even if it's parts that I didn't get from you, I'll give you a shout-out because you just gave me a deal of a lifetime incredible yeah, wow so all wow, those wow. shells you see were from that from that tub i'm getting images of uh great croker's house <laughs> when i saw that uh that uh box there full of cool stuff so like just overall i mean you said you went there and you shoot you shot the shit with a whole bunch of people and you were hanging out and everything how was the actual con how were the people at the convention were they cool uh i take it i know that like uh, you know, the, the elephant in the room is like social distancing and all that stuff. I mean, were people comfortable with that at a convention? Uh, were people like really freaked out? Uh, was it kind of like business as normal just with face masks? How did that go down? Yeah, pretty much business as usual, just with a mask. Um, when okay. you came in the front door, they guide you down the aisles. So all the aisles are one way. Uh, mm -hmm. But that honestly only lasted like the first five minutes of the con. And um, he had hired a fire marshal and a policeman to walk around, just you know, make sure everything's legit and stuff. But even those guys were just kind of standing in a corner watching, and everybody's just wandering around doing their own thing. Because it's yeah. it's hard to social distance when you know you're in an eight by ten booth. You're not going to stand outside and go, "Well, I got to wait till that guy comes out." 
you're just going to walk yeah. in, throw a couple elbows, and be like, I need to get in here. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, that was cool. I was just curious about that, and I'm sure a lot of guys listening to this were probably a bit curious about that as well. I mean, I know I, I, I got a few PMs from guys that said they wanted to go and were ultimately just a little scared of going, and that's why I thought I'd throw this question out there. Everything was totally cool, and over the two days that the show was officially open, the Saturday and Sunday, Ed told me he had almost about 2,000 people come through, and there was like 300 vendors. Wow. Wow. Okay. I don't think any G.I. Joe fans were afraid, um, but I definitely think that a lot of people, uh, entertainment is like on the back burner right now just because of said shitstorm going mm -hmm. on. <clears throat> yeah, true. But anyway, yeah, let's get away from that. Hector Ramirez asking the hard questions. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I don't no. know about that, Cooch. I'm going to challenge you on that. I mean, two notable G.I. Joe personalities are not enthusiastic about going to public gatherings. Uh, Larry, for one, and uh, good old HCC 788. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't speak for Hooded Cobra Commander. I mean... Uh, Hama is at risk, to be honest, but, uh, you know, if you look at the data, I, I think most people kind of believe their eyes and, and probably just enjoyed the con, I imagine. Because, yeah, uh, and I mean, I, I do want to wiggle away from this as quickly as possible, but I will say that in all the footage wiggle. I've seen, <laughs> yep, wiggle, uh, in all the footage I've seen, I see a lot of guys wearing masks and actually generally being quite, like, sort of, you know socially courteous with regards to the whole COVID thing. So that was that was refreshing to see because I know um, there had been a few pictures that were posted on Facebook and people weren't wearing masks and then people, and I noticed a few other fans had like mentioned like, well, you know, nobody's wearing masks and stuff. So anyway, so not a biggie, just cur more of a curiosity than anything. Well, with, with uh, 2,000 sets of feet through the door... It didn't seem, it at least in your footage, uh, bots, it didn't seem like it was terribly crowded. It looks like people could have adequate space around themselves, you know, their own little personal bubble. And as you say, traffic was, at least uh, at least the indications on the floor gave you some idea which way you should be walking. Well, that was also 3 o'clock on Sunday night, and they close at 4. Now, if oh, you right. were there at, like, <laughs> 9 o'clock Saturday morning, completely different story. Okay. Yeah, I can well, imagine. Up to your own discretion, then. Take your life in your hands. Look, I'm I'm of the opinion now that I probably had COVID nineteen in about March of this year, because I was man down for a weekend. I just bounced back because I'm superhuman like that. But <laughs> a lesser right. man would have been uh, maybe six feet under by now. <laughs> no, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just remember being being very ill when I was busy opening the production in Manila. Yeah, I remember. I actually remember that. But yeah. powered through and managed to give it to the rest of the cast. About 10% of the company tested positive. I don't wow. know if I was patient zero. Wow. I hope not. But uh, we had lots of pool parties around about um, the closing <laughs> of that show. So, I mean, just the sheer stupidity in the face of a pandemic. Uh, anyways, yeah, let's um, work. To, like, every zero. nasty toy store in Manila with Mr. Boobatan, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, truth, truth. I hope Rob uh, didn't, uh, didn't get any bugs from me. But anyways, <laughs> let's wiggle away from this ASAP. Wiggle it just a little bit. Wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> 
and also with all of the controversy, sorry, surrounding classified and being able to find classified uh, Joes, were there like lots of Baroness and Cobra Troopers and Beachheads at the show? Uh, the reason I ask is because I saw some sneaky little dude with a Baroness under his arm, and I was like, "Ha! He got it, busted!" <laughs> so I went through Thursday night, and I saw one trooper, and that was sixty-five dollars. And I told my wife, oh. I was like, "As soon as the doors open tomorrow, that thing's instantly gone." Yeah. There was guys selling the Wave One figures anywhere from twenty-five to forty-five dollars a piece. The Cobra Island stuff. Easily started at uh, fifty to sixty dollars on up. I saw three baronesses. Didn't even bother to ask how much they were because I didn't want to blow my whole budget on one. But I know those baronesses sat there for a very long time before they disappeared. So they they had to have been really expensive, like a hundred dollars or something ridiculous. I'm guessing, yeah, yeah. Because like I got to say, there was uh, I was looking on eBay for classified figures. I actually wasn't. On eBay for classified stuff, I was looking for stun parts, <laughs> believe it or not. And then I thought, oh, let me just punch in classified. I'm curious to see what guys are selling them for. And i got to say, I, I, there was one seller, and maximum respect to this guy. I can't think, I can't remember his name right now, but he had the decency to at least post them. He, put, he had a beachhead with blue eyes up for $25, and uh, he had uh, a Cobra Trooper that had since been sold, but also for $25. And he just said, like, he just literally said, I'm not selling these at sculpting prices. The $5 is just, you know, for the effort of me having to put them in a box and all that stuff. I was like, you know what? Respect. You know, at least he's not trying to, like, you know, get money out of everybody. Because otherwise, Baronesses are online for, like, $120. It's ridiculous. And I hate that sculpted bullshit. Seriously, I really, really hate it. As does every America. I don't suppose Hasbro had any actual official presence at JoeFest at all. No, not that I saw. Uh, clowns. I think somebody did say they saw Daryl DePriest like go in, go out. He was there for like an hour doing some shopping real quick, uh, but I can't confirm that. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> uh, you know, all the employees that Hasbro has chopped, they still give a damn about GI Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of employees, uh, former Hasbro employees, how was uh, chilling out with Bobby? Like, um, did he have a good show? I mean, there's this whole interview we did on your walkthrough, but, uh, you know, to get to the more sort of personal side of things, <laughs> did he have a good show? Yeah, definitely. He keeps track of all his sales that he does at his booth, and they monitor the um, the, the website where you buy all his stuff through. I'm like brain farting on it. Valiverse.com. Oh, yeah, no, crowd and crowd yeah. yeah, yeah. He he monitors all that while he's at the show. So as he's telling people about it, uh, the guy that's helping him will periodically get on the a tablet and and see just where the bumps in sales are. And um, he's doing real good. I think in his panel that he did, he said uh, the Kickstarter had like six or seven hundred backers. Since then, on the crowd and especially with the big bump in Sarge. He's at almost 2,000 backers now, and wow. that bump in sales has allowed him to do the additional tooling for the Wave 2 figures. So once um, we get our uh, Kickstarter Wave 1 figures in hand and everybody's happy, he's going to release a pre-order for Wave 2. And once that closes, within three months, you'll have your Wave 2 figures because the tooling's already been done. Very cool. Yeah, yeah that's very smart. What a masterstroke co-opting Sarge. 
I mean, now that, you know, it's Hasbro are hands-off when it comes to Sarge's likeness, it was just sitting on the shelf, I guess. And, yeah. uh, you know, Bobby makes no, no, no secret of the fact that his biggest seller is the Sarge. And that yeah. reflected glory has hopefully spilled on to people really, really giving, you know, Action Force a, a good second glance. Like, yeah, man, in this new six-inch phenomenon, uh, or, or, you know, G.I. Joe fans being converted to six-inch uh, followers, like... Action Force is leading the way. Yeah. I mean, if you weren't paying attention to Action Force before, you are now. Well, so. Go to his YouTube channel. He has his panel up uh, for watch on there. And he'll tell you uh, pretty much everything I said and then some. And uh, the Sarge does make a guest appearance at the end. And, and that's <laughs> definitely funny. worth seeing. Very cool. Uh, I also, uh, uh, also, while watching your footage, uh, I decided it's time to to actually pre-order some Action Force figures. Uh, so I pre-ordered two. So as soon as they come in, um, I got them for... Well, A, I got them to support Bobby because I think what Action Force is is super worthwhile and it's, you know, it's very much in the sort of spirit of like what we do. We should be supporting each other and, and that kind of thing. So that was the first reason I did it. Um, on top of the fact that the toys are actually really, really cool. There's no, there's no like doubt about that. So... Uh, but I really want them for the channel. I really want to to review them for the channel, do a deep dive on them. Um, and I'm also really excited about those weapon packs because I can shamefully say that I need those weapon packs for both my Action Force and my G.I. Joe classified figures. You ordered the Gung-Ho, right? Uh, I ordered a Gung-Ho and a Storm Shadow recently, yes, yeah. If you order his Bravo pack, it's a weapon set, he automatically yeah. gives you the Gung-Ho hat for free. The cover, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's one of the, yeah. That was a huge motivating factor. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on, because in wave two, he's also going to give you the gung ho coat, backpack, and grenade launcher. Oh, cool! So I got that to look forward to as well. Nice. Yep, and that'll complete Great. the figure beautifully because it's coming in the light blue shade of the G one or V one uh, gung ho. I mean, it's it's going to be nice. That's actually a very cool surprise. I. I was just going to say, if the Action Force has a blind spot, do they have any animal companions on the board yet? No, I had asked him about it, that and uh, vehicles, and he said it. he has plans for them, but he wants to make sure that everything's up and running, everybody's happy, they get what they need to get before he puts the little niche stuff in there um, yeah, that like may that. sell or may not sell. Yeah, that's, mm. pro that's probably smart. Yeah. Now, if he come out and did a wolf, and that thing would sell like crazy. Yeah, because everybody's like looking for a, a good surrogate timber, should I say? It? Well, replacement timber. Because I mean, even I was uh, I was at the uh, I was at our, one of our local malls today, and I as I do, I walk into the toy shops, and I also took a bit of a walk to the section where all the animal toys are and things, and I thought, hey, maybe I can find a cool looking timber wolf or something for hmm. for Snake Eyes, even Schnee. if I have to repaint him. Yeah, old Schleich or Schleich. I found a great wolf in China, made by <laughs> good old Japanese company Tomi. Oh yeah. Yeah, like articulated at the neck only, but beautiful paint, um, and would play well at the six-inch scale. Well, mm. imagine oh, this: cool. Marauder does six-inch weapons. They're they're getting into that. They make oh, a yeah. dog for the four-inch. What if they made a wolf? 
for a six inch with that same articulation. Well, look, if uh, three and three quarter inch scale stuff or four inch stuff is still being manufactured in the kind of the two up process, mm-hmm. then then I would assume Marauder already has the tooling for those parts. They could they could crank out something in the six inch ish scale. It'd be a really big wolf because you know a two up is not six inch. It's more like eight inch, nine inch. But still, that that would be that would play very well. Dude, that'd be serious. Yeah, yeah, corner the market, man. <laughs> Look, it's a D-dog. fun and exciting time for anyone who's down with the six-inch six love. Um, I get to take a plunge. <laughs> down with the six-inch. <laughs> you know. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Everybody could do with two extra inches, right? <laughs> All right, that joke's been made to death, I'm sure. Uh, is this a fun place to leave it, gents? Or does anyone have any burning news they want to get off their chest? It's deader than Battle Force. It's, yeah, it's uh, normally <laughs> you putting the kibosh on the proceedings, Cooch. You're always like, well, should we do the walk away? I'm like, no, I've got things to say. But uh, no, it's, you, Sunday. it's Sunday and I'd like to kiss my wife. Yeah, you said you'd uh, you'd go back next year, yeah, Bart? Definitely. And um, I was talking to Marauder John and he's... Uh, thinking about doing another Marauder Mayhem next year. If he does, for anybody that's listened to this, jump on those tickets. Uh, it, it's incredible. Not just because of all the, the free stuff you get, uh, but you get the, the one-on-one, uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, they feed you. Uh, there's beer and pop. Uh, it, it was just it was a phenomenal time to just, just hang out and be around similar guys. So to clarify, it's an event within the event that is, you know, you get a, a ticket for, and it's hosted by Marauders, and as you say, you're fed, you're given sneak peeks, you're given free stuff, yeah? Not not only free stuff, but exclusive stuff that nobody else is going to get. Exciting. And is it held uh, at a special venue, or is it kind of using the convention venue? It's at the convention the night before, so it's... Not officially part of the convention, but it's part of the convention, if you know what I mean. Yeah, if um, you're going, you'd be stupid to miss it, basically. Oh, my God. Yeah, he wanted to do, like, 100 people. They talked him down off the ledge to about 50. When he got to 25, he had to cap it because the room that was being held in can only hold so many people with the social distancing. Jeez, yeah. 25. But, that's really premium, then, but it's nice, dude. You, yeah, you got lucky, pal. If you see my haul video, you'll you'll see the exclusives I got. There's a set of I think it's like two dozen heads or something that literally nobody else in the world will have. Um, he had them specially made for us and shipped in air freight, and they're not going to go on his website for like another year or something like that. And when they do, they'll be painted. So mm-hmm. ours um, just come you know regular gray. But we're the only guys that will ever have that, uh, besides him, of course. And I take it you've already got uh, a concept for each and every one of these parts? (laughs) At least the beginnings of an idea? Well, there's like four different uh, Schwarzenegger Dutch heads in there. Sweet. There's uh, a Jack Burton, Snake Plissken. There's a uh, Clint Eastwood head. There's two different female heads. He's having like a bald female head that you can plug different hairstyles onto. Nice. It's incredible. Like, I've been wanting to do a Jack Burton and Snake Plissken custom for years. They're two of my favorite characters, just happen to be by the same guy. 
and the heads that are out there, I'm not like really, really happy with. These are like spot on. Mm. I got to say, the speaking of uh, Snake Plissken, Jim Godfrey did a damn good Snake Plissken for Rob. Yeah. I got to say, that head, wherever he got it from, uh, that one was quite spot on. That one was very cool. And then also, I mean, I think there was a bit of a Jim Godfrey touch to that as well. In fact, um, uh, on the on the custom side of things, uh, I looked at that table at the show and I was just blown away by those G.I. Joe facsimiles, those like uh, sort of Marauder style G.I. Joe figures, the, the Tunnel Rat and the Lifeline. Uh, I mean, I looked at that and I was just like, wow, that's really great because that's a good way to fill in, fill in the holes of your modern era collection uh, if you don't really love the uh, Collector's Club exclusive stuff or maybe you just... You know, your favorite G.I. Joe, you know, wasn't released by the Collector's Club for some reason or another. Uh, maybe because you're a big fan of Wild Boar. And now, thanks to Marauder, you can do that. You can make your own Wild Boar, I'm sure. Uh, the thing that's <laughs> cool about those is I ended up getting two of them. I got the Flint and the Tunnel Rat um, just because I thought they were, like, perfectly well done. They're part of their geared up line. So oh, yeah. for $25, you're getting the figure, the head more gear than this guy can hold. Like, if you were to buy this on their website, you're looking at, like, probably $50 worth of stuff. Wow. And, like, that $25, was that, like, a, a, a convention exclusive then? Uh, uh, am I to understand that? Uh, kind of. They've had them on the website before, but they usually sell out in, like, a minute, two minutes. So if you oh, actually right. go and see them at the show, I think you get it slightly discounted, but you're guaranteed to get one more or less. All right. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was, I was on their website looking for uh, a John Wick and then I saw all of their, um, special agent body. That's the, the, the suited up body was like pretty much all sold out. And I was like, Oh, because <laughs> at least I could have gotten halfway <laughs> with that. If you oh, want to well. be guaranteed to get something, see them at the show. Now they don't have the whole website at the show, but if there's like suited figures or agency ops or anything like that you want, they're almost guaranteed to have it there because typically his bigger shows he'll uh air freight in stock just for the show and then whatever's left over goes on the website right okay cool well good to know man in an era of like purchasing things online and waiting for it to arrive in the post the experience of going to a convention cannot be underestimated just the the fact that you can actually toy hunt in the flesh Mm -hmm. is something like that's just just jubilation for for us old timers who who long for the days of going through toy aisles that are stocked with stuff that we want. Yeah, yeah. That is what a convention encapsulates. Like anyone listening to this who's not had that experience, I hope that you do not go to your grave without <laughs> attending one of these conventions one day. GI Joeberg yeah. was enthralled in 2018, and it's kind of lit a fire in me ever since. Like that is just incredible. If you guys are ever released back out into the world and <laughs> can make it to a Joe Fest, I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. There was easily three bins of just loose beater O-ring figures oh that Steven would have just laid out on the floor and rolled around naked in and been a happy little boy. <laughs> Is that my happy place, sports? I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> Watch out for the bat claw. I don't think I ever put it on record uh, as to how little I spent at Joe, Joe Con 2018. I dropped 100 bucks on a mauler, but outside of that, all I did was a bit of parts shopping. I think, all told, I spent like $150. It was not so much about 
buying swag. It's more about just like soaking Taking in the in. the wallpaper mm. of it. Mm. Yeah. 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 I won't tell you how much I spent. It's it still makes <laughs> me sick. Well, you uh, did walk away with an ATC, man. That's that's enviable. I did. I recently uh, tried to get a quarrel online. A guy was selling his on a, a UK Facebook group, but he hasn't returned my message. Damn it. I guess it must Dude, have gone. That ATC was 125 bucks, and the only thing it was missing was, um, I think, the seatbelt and the missile rack radar thing on top. That's pretty impressive. Well, Good going. That man. was cheap as hell. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's got a lot of small parts to, to go astray. And uh, you were only missing two. Nice. Something like that. Yeah. Now, you guys remember how expensive JoeCon was? This mm-hmm. was, like, not expensive. I bought VIP tickets for me and my wife so we could get the exclusive custom figure. Those tickets were only, like, 100 bucks a piece. Our hotel yeah, for the, like, four days we were there was only, like, five or 600 bucks. So instead of spending, like, thousands of dollars to go to JoeCon, we spent, like, a thousand fifteen hundred plus whatever pocket money to spend you know what i mean because you still have to eat and drink and and all that stuff so that was two people let me put a bow on that psycho it's always good to cross paths by the way it's good to hear you brother uh let's see on the way out uh if if i noticed one thing online about joe fest it's that uh it, it, it was noticeable that a lot of social media folks didn't turn up thank you bart for documenting um sure but, uh, yeah, I, d- I definitely think uh, before people lock everything down in stone, uh, talk to the Joe social medias. Uh, y- you know we move mountains. Aside from that, uh, if you're on uh, the Joe scene right now, I think Hasbro just dropped a job listing for the manager of their action toys, which includes G.I. Joe. Uh, if that's in your alley, uh, get involved. Become G.I. Joe. If not, Hasbro, uh, listen up. This is an interesting idea. Why not give G.I. Joe to the fans by committee? Uh, you got Joe on Joe already in L.A. He's your, he's your man on the scene. You got people like Lauren Stone who can run conventions. I can go down the list. Just hit me up. Um, yeah, I'm sure people wouldn't mind an extra 5K in this, uh, in this economy. But uh, yeah. cheers to all the Joe fans that are still creating content and stuff like that. I know that the world's leaning on people. And, uh, yeah, it's good to hear you guys. It's been a bit. Speaking of Joe fans creating content, Word Burglar's blowing himself back on the scene oh, with a vinyl release of Welcome to Cobra Island. Oh, oh cool. <laughs> trying to get it funded. And as as of this podcast's release, if you're listening to this after the 15th of September, 2020, check out propsdepartment.bandcamp.com. It's spelled propsdept. So P-R-O-P-S-D-E-P-T dot bandcamp dot com. That'll take you straight to Word Burglar's store. And that's where you can make this LP materialize. Or wordburglar.com. Links are in the description for this episode. uh, Because he has got, I think, the next either 15 or 30 days to see, to gauge interest in... uh, putting this incredible tribute to G.I. Joe on vinyl. Uh, It's been requested to the high heavens. He's finally taken the plunge. It's a tester. If this works out, the rest of his stuff might be hitting the stacks of wax uh, someday soon. Like Spaceverse, another tribute to 80s ephemera. 
but cool. Welcome to Cobra Island is far and away his, his, his big baby, his most popular work. And if you are a fan of G.I. Joe, Word Burglar, rap music, nostalgia, uh, vinyl, just having a physical medium in this age of digital muck. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, if you are a fan of just putting a disc on a platter and sitting that needle in the groove, <laughs> <laughs> this is for you. Uh, I, hope it, I hope it reaches its mark. It should, should hit its sweet spots. It's the kind of hit that never hurts. <laughs> and uh, at the time of listening to this podcast, the GI or the Joe Fest 2020 walkthrough should be on our YouTube. It was released a little earlier for our patrons so that they could check it out. Um, Gaz sent me a very sweet message. Uh, thank you, Gaz. I know that you always listen to the show, so uh, much appreciated. And uh, so... yeah, you should have the first overview of the GI Joe classified stuff art as well. Um, you know, provided uh, load shedding doesn't get in the way of me releasing stuff as it has been. Uh, but anyway, so that being said, uh, so there's some cool Joe content from us to look forward to. Could I add Ooh. one thing? You yeah. can add as many things as you like, Bart. You're the just man of the one. day. I was just going to say, um, I know a lot of people said they couldn't go because they were afraid of the COVID and things like that or whatever. Um, if anybody out there has any questions on the Joe Fest uh, experience, just hit me up. I'm on the Joe Berg uh, page, and I'll answer any questions uh, anybody may have. Uh, because it was at a new location, twice as big, twice as much fun, uh, I'll answer any question anybody has. Cool. And then I think the next thing is uh, maybe we should try to get ourselves to Joe Fest. Uh, if we can somehow leave our respective countries, uh, that would be cool. And maybe we could all link up in Joe Fest sometime next year. Uh, when Australia is concerned, I think leaving, though difficult, is not impossible. It's coming. It's coming back, back in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh dear. When's uh, Joburg Fest? Oh, every day, Bart. Don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> every day, I take my tomahawk down from the shelf and I swoop it around a bit. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> festival Joburg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you got to freak out people. That uh, no, I mean, I'm, <laughs> sorry. It's just like you're talking about taking vehicles down. And it's just relating to something Stephen said uh, in an earlier podcast where he always enjoys seeing like when people are around him and he and he like shoots play motion stuff. Uh, I, I took some of these classified Joes to the uh, to the park to Emerentia Dam. And uh, <laughs> like it was like the dog day. And I'm busy shooting this like this like shot of Duke by the water and this dog's like sniffing my bum. <laughs> it's like, oh, hello, what are you doing? <laughs> and Senior just was like, oh my word. <laughs> right. Anyway, it's, it's been a while, huh, Paul? Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's like, you're on your all fours. Maybe you're a dog too. <laughs> yeah. No, With a camera ain't. in my hand. But I'll still hump you. <laughs> we almost made it, guys. We almost made it. All right, uh, gentlemen. We are GI Joe Berg. I thank you, Bart, for coming on the show. I thank you for representing us at Joe yeah, Fest no 2020. And thanks for uh, all the tales, man. I'm sure you've got plenty more, but maybe we'll save that for a later date. And also thanks to Cujo, my main man, the silent, silent partner out there in the ether. Indeed. Lastly, of course, thank you, Mr. Paul Lopesha, the glue that holds GI Joe Berg together. 
the man who said to me one October evening, Hey man, we talk a lot about G.I. Joe. Why don't we record it? And, and here we are, 178 episodes in and a nine years YouTube later. Channel. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Would you believe it? <laughs> Anyways. Well, thank you guys for letting me be a part of it. Oh, but you are a part of it. You are woven indelibly into <laughs> the fabric of G.I. Joburg. I don't know why I've gotten all Shatner or was it Walken? G. <laughs> Batman Joburg. No idea of freezing. Everything has <laughs> punctuation. <laughs> all right. His gentlemen. new car looks like a muscle car had sex with a Batmobile. Berg. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, good night, good night. Good day, good day. Good morning, good morning. Watch out for the quackers and the koalas. <laughs> <laughs>